What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Double Coverage. Hope you're still living, loving, and breathing sport. I'm Dom with the Great Man Source, episode 133. A bit happening in uh, the hobby, which we'll find out later in the show, and a lot happening in the sports world. Saucy, how are you going? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Uh, we're back. Uh, things are starting to get into the flow uh, with, uh, you know, big playoffs uh, in the NFL and, and the NBA's uh, kicking over. Uh, we're, we're seeing uh, which teams are really now firming up to be, you know, sort of title contenders. Obviously, there's going to be the, after the All-Star break. And UFC's back, off, back, up, back up and running. So uh, we'll have a bit of a chat about that later on in the show and uh we've found some lemons this week let me tell you ladies and gentlemen we have found some lemons there's some lemons there's some lemons one that could get me in trouble but i couldn't give a flying you know what because that's how we do it on this podcast all right let's get straight into it source uh as we do on a weekly basis we usually just go through the standings with the nba uh memphis top dogs in the west alongside the Nuggets, uh, both on five-game win streaks. Uh, they've been killing it. Uh, the Pelicans have been up and down, but it's not See so Jokic's bad. See game winner? Bro, the guy's so good. So class. He's so good. It's between him and Tatum to win the MVP, in my opinion. Like, I mean, you, you got to think like this is a set. Like, you know, he he can put up points, but like in that game, I think he only scored like twenty. But he had like twenty, eleven, 17, ten, or something like 17, that. Fourteen and eleven or something. Yeah, it was something ridiculous. Like he's only scoring seventeen points, but he's giving you fourteen boards and eleven assists. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, the way he's he he runs the point, and you know. That tandem between him and Gordon, they re- work really well. Aaron Gordon uh, has uh, been able to take his game to another level, uh, you know, playing with Jokic, who gets his guys involved. He understands what what he needs at that moment. Um, so he's he, fun to watch. He's fun to watch. Uh, the interesting team, obviously, now climbing up the ranks is Sacramento. They're up into four. And... Everyone said all the pressure was on them coming into the season, and I agree it was. You know, they got rid of Halliburton, made that big trade, got Sabonis in um, from Indiana, and it's it's working. Uh, Montes, yeah, I love him. He's so and he's so good. He's so Fox, good. I'm telling you, Fox he's underrated. He's he's underrated Sabonis for for what he can do. Um, he understands, you know, his roles. He, you know, the, the, ne- the next level for him is he's very obviously left hand dominant. Um, you know, if he could take, be able to, I've seen him do this little uh, spin around, little jump hook with the right hand. If he can get that, you know, get a little move on, going to the right hand in his game, I, you know, he'd be nearly unstoppable because his passing is unbelievable, um, and the way he's able to uh, beat guys sort of uh, off the dribble. And um, then able to kick it out and, and find shooters. Um, it's uh, fun to watch. And uh, down the stretch, obviously, they've got De'Aaron Fox, who I believe uh, he's the most clutch player this season. So he scored the most time, most points in, in, in clutch minutes, which I think is with inside two minutes in the fourth quarter. Um, he scored the most points all season. So, um, you know, they've, they've got that finisher that they can rely on. And, you know, can the Kings now finally take the next step, obviously making the playoffs and then, uh, you know, winning playoffs. So, you know, it's yet to be seen. I feel like I feel like they still lack defensively. 
And that's where yeah. probably they're going to get caught out. They can put up points, but I tell you what, they can give up points. You know, I watched them against, um, you know, I watched them against the Lakers. And I mean, the Lakers aren't brilliant offensively. And I think we put up like 125 against them or something like that. So um, their defense is really lacking. So I feel like that's where they're probably going to get caught out. But Kings fans, get excited. Uh, you haven't been able to be excited for a while. You you know, your franchise made the moves and the moves has worked. Um, so you've got to be happy. 100%. Uh, Dallas have been struggling. They've only won one of their last five. Clippers start to get back on a roll. Uh, Golden State, uh, two of their last three they've won. The Jazz, three of their last I've seen five. a graphic today about Luca potentially ending up in Miami. Don't but say. Do not. Bill Russell. Do not Bill Russell. Not. Who's the other? Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons. Not Bill, yeah, Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons has believes that Miami is going to get Luca the Don. Do not say that. Do not say that. We, honestly, you jam me up. I haven't even seen that. Oh, you, have, you haven't seen the. Oh, mate, oh, they've got Luca in that. a Miami jersey. Tell you the, what, it looks where, good. Where is this? I'm I'm going there now. I'm bringing it up on the show. I want to see him in the Miami jersey. We can win the. We can win the chip. That's exactly what he needs. A defensive team source. With a big man like Adebayo, I don't know what happens to him. Does he nah. get marginalized? Look, he's, he's still got a, a, a bit left in his contract, I believe. So, you know, where, where he won't be a free Tom agent for another another while. Bill Simmons, Luca the Don. Bill Simmons. I've seen a graphic just before I came on here. Luca to Miami. Where is this? There you go. Where is it? Bill Simmons. Luca Doncic may join the Heat. I want to see him in the... Mate, he's not a free agent until 2027, mate. So I wouldn't get excited. And, you know, that means he probably won't leave till no, like one year trade before free agency. We can trade for him, but I don't think they're going to trade him unless you. They are not going to trade. No. Come on, man. Like, surely there's NBA players out there that are going, man, I want to play if, with if they trade like, How him, easy if... would it be to play with Luca? If they trade him, Source, Lamont of the Year would straight out go to. Um... Mark Cuban. You're not going to trade him, man. Have yeah, you heard Mark Cuban, yeah. what he said? He said, if you had to choose uh, between your wife and Luka Doncic, he said he's choosing Luka Doncic. Like... Exactly right. He's uh, the ATCA. Great work. Good to see you tuning in. Hope you're all well down there. Um, the interesting one from last week to this week's all. So last week on this podcast, Phoenix was sixth seed in the West. This week, they are the 12th seed in the West. They are two games ahead of the Lakers, who've who've been very unlucky. I'll give you I'll give you that. You've been very unlucky in a couple of your games. But this isn't a, a Lakers issue. Um this is a Phoenix Suns. Aiden hasn't played, I think, two of their last three games or three of their last three games. Uh and they've only won one of their last four. Uh, one of their last five, sorry. The Suns are in a lot of trouble, uh, a lot of injury woes. Can they honestly? I think the discussion to be had is they're making the play in source. That's where they're at. I think their three key guys are hurt, and the plane's just as good as as they're going to get at this point in time. Your thoughts? Uh, it's falling apart. I mean, I'm, I'm, and we said this like we, we said that 
even with even put CP3 back in there, I'm telling you, they 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 were struggling without Booker. They rely too much on Booker. You know when and CP3 is just not that guy to be that second guy that's going to you know hold you up. He's too old. Um, he needs help from from the. Let's yeah, he he needs he needs help from the other guys, and we know what DeAndre Ayton is. He's not that guy. Like he's he's a good, hard playing big that you know rolls to the wing well, can give you a little mid range jumper, but you know you need him to pick up that scoring, give you twenty five a night. He's not that guy. You know what I mean? Like he's just not. So, Mikael Bridges. You know, as much as people tried to talk him up, and I think there was uh, some people out there on another podcast, Doma, uh, tried to talk up Mikael Bridges quite a little bit at one point. And uh, guys like ta- that, guys like that, they just roll players. They're good when they have all the pieces in the team. When you yeah, make a man, right. they're they're cack. They're no good man. Okay. They're just they're a role player trying to fill the big shoes of the star player. Unfortunately, like they're great players, yeah. But when it comes to the system, they can't carry the team. As simple as that. When they have to be the guy, when they have to take the double teams, pass out of the double teams, you know, be the shot creator, shoot, you know, do all those extra things that what happens to to stars on a nightly basis, you know, getting the best defender, which, you know, they don't usually get when the star's there, makes a big difference. That's a nice piece to have in your team. For example, if you're the Lakers and you're looking for a shooter guy to help you create, yep, you know, true. in a role-playing role, that is as far as it goes. This is not a star player that you're giving a five-year, $200 million contract to. No. Like, he's not a super max or a max player. That That's just how it is. I know everyone was high on him, but these guys look better than what they actually are because of the system that they're in and they're surrounded by superstar talent. That's just it. He's a nice player. He's a really nice player, but he's not a star player. But that's what people need to get through their head. So he's not going to carry the team. Oh, they're all out, but we got Mikael Bridges. And you got Mikael Bridges and you're 12th in the West. That 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 is what we're telling you. So you should have been able to hold it if he was the guy. Jono says, oh, my God, you guys are so sexy and seamless. Yeah, wow. You just love Tell us. Tell something we don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, over to the West, Boston are just putting on a clinic. Uh, they've won five straight. They're 33 and 12. Uh, the six games clear of the Nets in second uh, with three games to pl- in hand for them to play the Nets. Uh, they've won two of their last five. They've been okay. They've been a bit unlucky, but they're holding it together. Uh, they've got another five weeks to go before they get him back, uh, the great Kevin Durant. Uh Bucks three of their last five. Giannis has had a terrible month. He's so uh, he's injured. Yeah. yeah, he's got a bit of niggling knee injury at the moment, which is obviously you know slowed him down a little bit. But um, Drew Holiday has picked picked it up. And the thing is with the Bucks, man, you you know you got those guys like um, you know Brook Lopez picks it up, Bobby Portis picks it up. Um, you know obviously Drew Holiday you know has, has picked it up massively, and they're still able to get wins like today. They were they were down. 10, 12 points, you know, in second half, third quarter, they clawed it back and they ended up blowing out um, whoever they played today um, and, you know, winning comfortably. So, you know, they still find ways to win. They're still a dangerous side. Obviously, get Giannis back, get him back to, you know, full health and um, they'll, they'll be there. They'll be there. 
And obviously just getting Chris Middleton back and, and just building a little bit of chemistry before they go into the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. Uh, interestingly enough, the four teams we said in the West that should be dominating the West are the top four teams in the West. I'm the East, sorry. Celtics, Nets, Bucks, 76ers. Uh, Philly's just playing great basketball at the moment. They're killing it. Uh, the Cavs in there, the Knicks have been very consistent, which is good for Knicks fans. Uh, the Heat are up into seventh, just clawing their way towards uh, the top five seeds in the East. Uh, then we've got Indiana, Atlanta, Toronto, Bulls, Washington, Orlando, Pistons, and the Hornets tanking for Wemby at the moment. Uh, it'd be nice to put LaMelo Ball with uh, Juan Banyama. The reason why they're tanking is because Miles Bridges, who they thought was going to be the second piece of their puzzle, obviously did what he did, and they lost he lost out on him. He's not there anymore, so they need to replace that piece, and what better a piece to replace him with than uh, Victor Juan Banyama? So... To me, it makes sense. That would be a fun combo, man. That would be a fun combo. Draft's looking pretty good, though, with some of those, the the talent coming in. A lot of them are G League guys, also. I'm not sure if you've seen that. So, Well, the the way that they've set up the G League now and, and, you know, pretty much a second league, I think the base salary is $75,000 a year if you you play in the G League. So that obviously gives you, you know, that's enough money for you to live and 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 you know be able to do do pretty well. And then obviously that gives you the the avenues to be able to pick up ten day contracts and get trials um, in the NBA quite quickly. And um, the way that they've set it up now uh, is really good. And I, I, you know, you have to applaud the NBA in you know making the G League, you know, giving it that sort of avenue and giving guys another avenue to to even you know not even go to college. I mean, there's, you know, there's guys coming out of high school going straight to the G league because they're good enough and playing against men. And then after three seasons, two, three seasons in the G league, they pick up an NBA contract. So, you know, just, just another avenue for, for guys to get picked up into the league and, you know, get found. So, which is really good. Definitely. All right. So that's it for the NBA and we'll uh, obviously get back to it next week. Hopefully with some more stories. Uh, LeBron is obviously closing in on that. Uh, scoring record. Congrats to him on that 38,000 point mark, hitting that second player ever to do it in the history of the sport. He's very close, Source. can do it in, I think it's like nine or 10 games, you'd be able to catch it. So we'll definitely cover that. We might have to jump on it impromptu live when he does break it. So it is closing in, bit of history. All right, over to the EPL. And boy, oh boy, has this been good. Oh, I'm just loving life at the moment. You're loving life. I'm loving life. City fans are hating life, and I'm loving every second. Uh, if you're a Chelsea fan, turn off the podcast now. If you're a Liverpool fan, you probably also need to turn off the podcast now because it's become horrific for you. Uh, Fulham beat Chelsea 2-1. That was a catch-up round from round seven that they played. Uh, a red card in that game, which will be spoken about in about 15 minutes' time. We'll get to that. Uh, then we had Villa defeating Leeds 2-1. Uh, West Ham losing to the Wolves and putting them in the relegation zone source uh, after that loss because Nottingham defeated Leicester 2-0 to jump out of the relegation zone. Uh, Southampton, who is in the relegation zone with Everton, uh, they get a handy 2-1 win there, trying to climb out of out of that uh, really I'll tell you what, if I was an Everton, Everton fan, I would not be happy, and 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 they aren't happy. Um, 
I mean, just go back. You can go, you know, look this up and, and, and do a bit of research for yourself, but just go go have a look over the last two years, two, three seasons, how much money they've spent. They've spent so much money, like more money than than clubs that are doing that are doing way better than them. Right. Spent by the looks of things. And it's gotten them absolutely nowhere. Um it's disappointing. I mean, there was a point there where I mean, you remember that the, the glory days of, of Everton. Uh, you Jimmy had uh, Jimmy Cahill down there, and you know those those Merseyside derbies were really, you know, you didn't know who would go who was going to win. Now you just rock up and expect Liverpool to to take it home. Like it's yeah. it's not even you know a question. Um, so you know we want to see Everton obviously stay up first of all. Uh, yeah. Don't want to see them go down. They're too big of a club to go down. Same with but, West Ham. You know, unfortunately, um, you, you, they're going to have to pull it out. They, you know, they need to be better. Um, I think they, they're calling for who's the coach there, Frankie Lampard. I think they call yeah. for Lampard's head as well. Oh, well, they did nothing at Chelsea. I don't know why they thought that would. And he had the cream of the crop there. But insane. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Make the phone call, Everton. Make the phone call. I'll tell you who you got to get. Call him up. He's coaching Celtic FC and Postacoglu. Get him in there. I'm telling you. The call's there. He's available. He'll take the call. He definitely will. Uh, next one up was uh, Liverpool getting slapped by Brighton three uh, nil. Uh, hammered in that one. Brentford defeat Bournemouth, uh, New, Newcastle, the handy win over Fulham to stay in the top four there, 1-0. Uh, then Chelsea played another game, two games in a week for them. They defeated Crystal Palace 1-0. Arsenal in the London derby defeat Tottenham 2-0. And, of course, oh. can't be any happier than uh, winning a Manchester derby. Uh, 2-1 winners over Man City, not complaining at all. Uh, it was, was probably should have we should have kicked four in this. Uh, it wasn't offside. No, he interfered no, with play. No, he wasn't offside, but they could have obviously ruled against him for the the interference. It's, on it's no the different to the guy having a shot on goal and the, hit, the, he, the there's a guy in front of the keeper and he's offside and he blocks the sight of the keeper, but he moves out of the way and never touches the ball and it goes in. They always give that to the keeper or the opposing side because the, the keeper was unsighted. So potentially you can make that same argument that yeah, hundred you know, percent. That, oh. that player doesn't make a play on the ball because he can't get to the ball because he's blocked by the offside player. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I don't look. I'll be honest with you. I don't really give a fuck because you know, I was happy you guys won, and now we're eight points clear, and we were able to get the job done. You know, away at Spurs, um, oh. and it's fir- it's firming up to be an absolute cracker. Uh, I'm glad the cl- I'm glad the club didn't get into a, a bidding war over Muriuk, uh the the signing Mudrick. that Mudrick from Chelsea. I think they paid 100 million for him. Probably not going to be worth that much. We've seen what's you know what's happened with all their big signings that they've made in the past. They've ended up being spuds uh, or just you know not lived up to the hype. Um, but some yeah, good football, I'll- Man United at the moment, mate. Casemiro. Casemiro playing great football. Alfredo was actually all right. Um, the interesting thing... Rashford reborn. Oh, mate, with the... Uh, Man United at the moment, Source, it, oh, I'm on cloud nine because the first half we probably should have kicked two. Rashford should have had two. 
in the first half. We played, we played, they had more possession, but in terms of attacking, we played them off the park offensively. Second half, they were really on top of us. The first 15 minutes, I think we only had 17% possession. They were peppering hard. Uh, they, were, they were pretty much killing us. Uh, they it got to a point where obviously Grealish came on, he scored. Uh, but the way we were playing and able to cut through their defense, we were, the whole time watching going, oh, we, there's an opportunity. Like we can create the opportunity and we can win this game. It's it, we're, we're playing at Old Trafford. So the chance of you coming well, back. I'm not going to lie. When I've seen the odds and, 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 and news were paying like $4.50 odds to win or something like that at home, I couldn't believe it. I was going, that is going to be one of the greatest value bets of the season. And, you know, I'm just basing it off how you've been playing over the last five games, you know, since you've come back from the World Cup. The last eight games were unbeaten. You know, you've been playing very, very well. And I I couldn't see – look, I don't know, you know, who made the odds down there at the the bookmakers, but I wouldn't have had it that far apart. I mean, they had them as $1.80 favorites. Um, Well, Harlan had something like 13 touches for the game or 14 touches for the game. That was it. Like – he didn't do too much. We did nothing. We, I'll be honest with you, watching the second half, they were using him more as a decoy, trying to draw the defender so then the the, uh, the wingers and stuff could score, and it worked. Really actually ended up scoring the header. So anyway, we got the win there. I'm not going to complain at all. I'm very, very happy. Uh, the upcoming game source, which are going to be a ripper, uh, we've got Palace versus United on the 19th. So that's a catch-up game from us for us for round seven. So that is seven a.m. game, I think it is, on the nineteenth. When's that? Thursday morning. You ripper. Uh, Man City Tottenham is also a catch-up game. That's on the twentieth. Uh, it's going to be interesting because United's got to back up two games in the same week, along with City here, because we got Liverpool Chelsea in round twenty-one, which is going to be a ripper. It's a battle of the the mid-table between these two. I can't believe I'm saying that it's a battle of the mid-table between Chelsea and Liverpool uh, in ninth and 10th, which is just ridiculous. Uh, Bournemouth, Nottingham, Leicester, Brighton, Southampton, Villa, West Ham, Everton, Palace, Newcastle, Leeds, Brentford, City, Wolves, Fulham, Tottenham. And the big one, Source, the game of the week at the Emirates Stadium, Arsenal versus Manchester United. We win. What time's the kickoff? Uh, that's a three thirty in the morning game on Monday. Monday morning. Yeah, we're mate. We're on the freaking watch party. We're on the watch party. Come on, mate. We're on the watch party. Three thirty Monday. This is the Jeez. table as it currently stands. I will bring it up. Uh, share the screen. Here it is. As it currently stands. There you go. Arsenal on top. Eight points clear. City, Newcastle. Uh, United equal with a game in hand on on Newcastle. The same with City and Arsenal. Uh, Tottenham in fifth. Fulham in sixth, which is fantastic to see. Brighton in seventh. We've got Brentford. And then we've got Liverpool, Chelsea, ninth and tenth. I still can't believe that. Uh, Villa, Palace, and then this is where it gets interesting, Source. This is the relegation battle. Nottingham on 20, then we've got 
Leicester leads Wolves on 17, Bournemouth on 16, and the teams in the relegation are on 15. They're all a game apart or a game and a half apart. West Ham, Everton, and Southampton in the final three spots for relegation on 15 points. So it's very close. So you've got from 13th to 20th that are in the relegation battle, in my opinion. So crazy, crazy to see. Uh, welcome Global said, my boy's got the guns out. Bloody scorcher. It is very, very warm today. He said, Scotty Pippen Jr. for the basketball. Uh, Matty Cam says, man, oh man, how sweaty are these nuts? What up, boys? <laughs> well, thanks to Matty Cams as we are finished with uh, the EPL, and we move on to the NFL. Jumped on with you, Saucy, uh, and he did a playoff preview. Uh, so you just want to give a rundown on that during the week if people haven't caught it. Yeah, if you haven't caught it, uh, me and Maddie chopped it up and uh, just gave our thoughts and predictions. Some of those have fallen straight through the the you know the wayside already. Um, but nonetheless. Uh, if you want to hear us ramble on and give us our thoughts. And I'll just say this right now, Dom. I'm riding. Uh, well, my my pick to win the A, uh, my pick to get to the AFC game uh, has already fallen through because they're about to lose, uh, and that's Tampa Bay. But my other pick was the Chiefs, and they yet to play. So I'm riding them all the way to the end. Well, you picked um, them to win the Super Bowl. So Yeah, I did pick them. So at the beginning. Um, did, there, there was some funny. We, we, we had. We, uh, I believe he had the Rams. Oh, the Rams. I believe. Yeah. Very, very interesting. All right, let's get to the results. Bengals defeated. Bengals defeated Baltimore twenty-four to seventeen. Boot them out. Uh, good to see Kirk and Cousins. He's gone. Uh, lost thirty-one to twenty-four against the Giants. I couldn't believe that. Uh, Bills against Mate, the Dolphins. Did you, but did you see it, it, there was that? It was like a oh, minute 40 to fourth, go. Fourth and eight or whatever the hell, third and eight. Fourth whatever. and eight, and he throws a three yard, three yard pass to a guy. Like it's fourth and eight, mate. Like you, you got to go, go for it. it. You got to go for it. Like oh, it just, just had a brain fart. So Daniel Jones. Just typical Kirky Cousins choked it up in the playoffs in the prime time. Yeah. Daniel Jones, bang, gets his first uh, playoff win. Uh, Buffalo defeat the Dolphins. Um, obviously, the backup there. Put up there. a good fight there, your boy. Yeah. With, you know, no tour. We'll have, yeah, we'll have Tom Brady next year anyway, so I'm not too too bothered on that. Um, so they're out. He's going to leave. He, the front runners are actually like San Francisco. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Jimmy Garoppolo is at the Dolphins next year and Tom, Tom Brady is playing at San Francisco. And then they put Purdy behind Tom Brady. Wouldn't surprise maybe, me. Maybe Purdy's, as you said, Purdy's good enough to give you five, six starts on the year, still win win a few games, just rest up big Tommy Brady for the playoffs. Would not surprise me. Uh, then we had, obviously, San Francisco defeat Seattle. That game was very, very close, and then Brock Purdy just turned it on, and the 49ers turned it on in the second half. Ended up getting the blowout win, 41-23. to 23. Uh, The Jags had a humongous comeback. It was a ta- literally... A tale of two halves. Tale of two halves. Crazy game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence threw an interception, a, a deflection interception on his first throw of the game. Threw four interceptions in the first half. Threw four TDs in the second half. Got them and just flipped the game on its head. Got the win. The defense stepped up for the Jags. Um, they booed out Justin Herbert. 
Uh, he's gone. Uh, everyone holding his cards are crying. Uh, done and dusted. I'm not going to complain, Sauce, because Trevor Lawrence is my boy. And you know this, and I've said this multiple times. I was very happy. You should have seen me carrying on while I was watching this game. I was losing it. I was watching it with a, an uncle, and he was like, oh, surely this game's over. I said, mate, there's, there's two halves left. I said, Dallas put up 40 points in a, in a half in a in a game this season against the Colts. You know what I mean? Like, it's not impossible to win from here. And as we've seen, it's not impossible to win from where they were at halftime. They got the job done. And as Saucy said, uh, the other one, which is currently happening, uh, the Cowboys uh, 31 to 14 up against the Bucks. Uh, Bucks currently have the ball, the Buccaneers. So 31-14, Cowboys, very, not very cool. Not much time at all left. So that one is done and dusted. So that will bring us to the bracket source. And here is the bracket. I'll bring it up for you. We're going to have Philly against the Giants. 49ers against Dallas, which is going to be a ripper. We've got Kansas City against the Jags. And then the Bills against the Bengals. That's that's going to be a cracker. So a lot of big matchups in the NFL. It's getting to that pointy end. Uh, this is where it gets exciting. And, uh, put, your, put, put, put your leave in for Super Bowl Monday, ladies and gentlemen, or uh, plan to take a sickie. There you go. <laughs> I love it. All right, so let's get to, as we said last week, we're going to be covering the tennis. Uh, shattering news. The boy that we were going to be following the whole time is out, Nick Kyrgios. Uh, knee injury. MCL, he's got an MCL strain. So, yeah. you know, what can't can you do? do you, mate, you can't do anything. You get a scan, you got an MCL tear, like, you, you can't yeah. play. Like, you're just going to make it worse. So, it is, but it, started, you know, it happens. It did, it did start yesterday, the tournament. Uh, we'll go through the men's and the women's comp. So, Medvedev, I'll just go through the notable ones, uh, if there's any upsets. But Medvedev, straight sets, win over Jerron. Uh... 17th seed, Mercedes lost to the South African Harris. Uh, Tsitsipas, straight set win over Halis. Uh, Oger Aliasime uh, won in four sets against his fellow Canadian countrymen. Uh, Nori from the United Kingdom, three set win. The uh, Aussie Hijikata, must have been a wild card, gets the win there over Humphman in five sets. Stan Varenka gone in five cents against Mulcan. Uh, Milman, the five-set uh, king. He loves a good five-setter at the Oz Open. Uh, got the job done against Husler. Who else we got? Aussie Kubler won in straight sets. Tiafo wins in four sets against Altmaier. Nadal wins in four sets against uh, Draper from the United uh, Kingdom. Uh, Karchanov, three-set winner. Sh- uh, Shopovalov, uh, four-set winner. Uh, Nishioka, winner. Herkax, winner. Uh, Sinner, three-set winner. The Italian stallion there. Against Dominic Edmund. teams out. He lost today. Did he? Yep. Oh, massive. Rublev. He's out. Oh, lost. Very big. Straight yeah. sets. Well, where are the results here so far? Yeah, Dimitrov gets the win. Uh, Derev, Rublev, as you said, straight set winner against team. 
Uh, Shardy, who's been on the tour for a while. Schwartzman gets the win uh, so far. Thompson, suspended game against Wolf, the Aussie. Don't know what's happened there. Uh, Carino, one set up. That game also got suspended. Uh, and Bettatini is currently playing against Andy Murray. Uh, Murray is a break, about to break him. Oh, sorry, on serve with a break. So he's about to go 4 2 up in the second set, which is pretty good. Over in the women's comp, uh, yesterday, notable names. Let's have a look. Uh, Madison Keys gets the win in three sets. Uh, Schwiatek, straight set winner. She is the number one seed. Tishman gets the win. Uh, who else we got here? Krejcikova gets the win. Zhang gets the win in straight sets. Uh, Kiki Vandaway got done in straight sets. Azarenka, straight sets winner over Kennan. Uh, the Aussie Gibson lost. Uh, Petra Kvitova, two set winner there. Uh, Sakari, the sixth seed, gets a straight set win. Radikanu, straight set win. Uh, the Aussie Gadecki straight set win, which is good. Andrescu gets the win. Pagula gets the win there. And then in today's whoop, in today's games, uh, Pliskova two set winner. Conteve one one suspended. Radina suspended. I don't know what's happened with these suspended games. So it's very interesting. Garcia the four seed gets the win over Sebov. Uh, Burrell, the Aussie, beats Kanepi, the 31 seed. So it's pretty good. And that is pretty much it. All the other big names play later this evening. In the women's yeah, there's a couple of big games on a bit later. Yeah, so good start. Great to have it back, which is we love having, obviously, the Aussie Open here. Uh, but just sad news on Kyrgios, which is, it is shattering, but, you know, MCL sprain. Is not what you want. I think there's the Djokovic plays tonight, doesn't he? he Djokovic does. plays tonight, yep. Yeah, and Kasper Ruud is also playing tonight, the second seed. He's a good player, uh, as well as um, Diminor, which is good. It's pretty shit that Diminor, Kokonakis, and Popperin, the Aussies, are all, all in the same, same side of the draw. And, and Thompson as well. Look, I'll just say this, side. ladies and gentlemen. It's it's Novak Djokovic's tournament on the men's side to lose. Um, if he doesn't win it, I'll be very surprised. They said he was a bit injured or something. I don't know what the hell they're on about. Anyway, that's the tennis done. Over to you for UFC, and then we've got some more mods to give out. Oh, yes, we do, Domo. And the UFC is back, ladies and gentlemen, and it's back with a vengeance, and it's sponsored by... This segment is sponsored by Roll Clean Soap, Australia's number one in MMA, BJJ, and martial arts hygiene. Roll Clean Soap is proudly family-run Australian business. Roll Clean Soap is made with 100% natural ingredients and helps keep you clean on and off the mats. Don't be the smelly guy at the gym. Walk in with confidence with Roll Clean Soap and destroy the competition. Roll Clean offers a wide range of products targeted in assisting post-training recovery. Our magnesium bath salts, bath bombs, and Boost Balm can help ease those aches and pains after a hard training session. Roll Clean offers many soap varieties to choose from. Just visit www.rollclean.com.au or hit them up on social media. Roll Clean, we've got your back. And uh, 
Dommer. It's going an absolute treat. There's another care package on the way. Oh, yeah. Aussie grapple. Yeah, so go, smell good. Feel good. Be good. And uh, like uh, Mr. Sean Strickland in uh, Uf the first UFC event of the year, he got the, the decision in a five-round fight over Nazador Imanov in a light heavyweight. Uh, Danny Ng, uh, second-round KO over Damian Jackson in the featherweight. Middleweight have Roman Kopolov uh, defeated uh, Punale Soriano in uh, second round second round KO. Uh, women bantamweight fifth, uh, third round decision. You had Raquel Pennington defeating Catalina Vieira, and then in the bantamweight you had Uma Nurmagomedov, who's uh one to watch out of, one to watch out for. This seems to be every time you hear a Nurmagomedov, uh, you just watch out for them because he's sixteen and zero. Dommer, and he's just won another fight in a bantamweight, beat, beat Rowney Barcellus with a first-round KO. Um, great card to kick off the first one of the year. But, Dommer, but, it's all about this weekend, uh, where yeah. you have UFC 283, Glover Tessera against Jamal Hill, light heavyweight, main event, uh, then the co-main event, the the... Rematch again, Deviason Figueroa against Brandon Moreno. You know, these always throw out absolute crackers. And then one of my favorite fighters to watch, Gilbert Burns, is back in action in the welterweight division against Neil Magny. Uh, and then nice. you got women flyweight Lauren Murphy against Jessica Andrade. And then light heavyweight Paul Craig against Johnny Walker. Just give it, I'll give a couple of, yeah, not, not that I'm going to be uh, giving tips on, on, uh, UFC, but Dommer, there was a few cards last year where I nearly called the whole card and and even said that oh this was going the distance, this fight was going to be a KO, and I was on the money. So I, I, there's a few here that I like. Paul Craig will beat Johnny Walker in that light heavyweight bout. Lauren Murphy, I feel like, will be too much for uh, Jessica Andrade. Gilbert Burns over Neil Magny. Uh, then you have Deviason Figueroa against Brandon Moreno. It's going to be a tough one. Oh, I... I'm, I'm going to go with Moreno and then Glover Tessera against Jamal Hill. I feel like Tessera is just, even though Jamal Hill's on this crazy streak um, and he's just, you know, fighting really well and he should be full of confidence coming into this fight. Um, I feel like Glover will, will bounce back after obviously, you know, that crazy fight against, um, oh, I'm trying to think, Yidi. Yuri Pochazaka, uh, where he lost the lost the title. Um, this is his first fight back, so he'll want to bounce back. So I feel like Glover will be just just while the old veteran. If he fights the way he was able to fight against Yuri, take him to the ground, use his grappling. We know he can take a punch, Glover. Jamal throws hammers, but also he's not very good on the ground. So I feel like if Glover can get him to the ground, is able to wear him down there, he'll get get the win. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I feel I like this this fight might go the distance. So Glover uh, and the fight to go the distance in that one. That's it, Dommer. Rounds nice. off the UFC. Uh, just before we finish UFC, actually, just if you wanted to mention, obviously, Cyril Garn and John Jones was announced. The big yes, one. Massive, massive, massive. Um, yeah, Cyril, Cyril Garn and John Jones fight March has been 5th, announced. Yeah. And um, 
on other news, Francis Ngannou has left the UFC. Uh, he's parted ways with the UFC. What? Um, yeah. So he's parted ways with the title, vacated the title. So that fight between Cyril Garn and John Jones is for going to be, I believe, for the vacant heavyweight title. Well, wait a minute. So why why has he walked away from the UFC? What the hell is what? Because he didn't he didn't well, didn't like the contract that he was presented. So. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but he he wasn't happy with the contract he was presented. It is rumored okay. that he was going to be paid be his next contract. He was going to be the highest paid heavyweight of all time ever to you know in the UFC. Not happy with it, Doma. At the end of the day, I think Ngannou's understanding that he's built his brand big enough, and now he's looking for a payday. I think that fight, that boxing match between him and Tyson Fury is going to end up happening and they're going to get paid a shit ton of money. And I, you know what? I don't blame him because he makes that happen, that one boxing match with Tyson Fury. It's going to sell so many pay-per-views. He's going to make more money in that one fight. Maybe he has two boxing fights. Who knows? Maybe he, some, you never know. He might have this fight and he's got the crazy knockout power and he maybe knocks out Tyson Fury and that starts in the second fight. And it could just be massive payday after massive payday. You know the pay description see between boxing and UFC. It's huge. It is huge, right? Um, so I feel like that's you know that's where he's going to go. He, he's looking for the money, uh, and you know you you got to you can't be upset at a guy. I mean, if you know Francis Ngannou, if you've if you if you haven't listened to the when Francis Ngannou has been on the Joe Rogan podcast, find that podcast, listen to it. You hear his story. You hear where he came from. He came from yeah. fucking nothing. He came from fucking nothing, yeah? Right? He's worked hard to get to this point. Um, and he's obviously a freak athlete. Um, but, you know, you don't get to this point and be that good and be, you know, in the position he is without working damn hard, right? And he's worked hard and, you know, he, wa- he wants to get paid and he understands, like, the fight game, it's a short it's a short thing, right? You, you can't fight forever. So, you know, obviously get that big payday. So that, that that's what's going to happen uh, with Ngannou. But, Nonetheless, doesn't take away with the, the fact that John Bon Jones, John Bones Jones, sorry, is back and is here to wreak havoc in the heavyweight division. And I'll tell you right now, I think people forget because someone was telling me, and I was just trying to get up the odds and see if, if there was actually odds because someone was telling me there's already odds on this, right? If there is upcoming, oh, hang on, let's see. Uh, what was it? Two foot, two. Two eight five, I think so. Oh, I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen. Someone told me that John Jones. They had John Jones as the outsider. I think maybe they might have adjusted the odds, but I mean they've got John Jones and Cyril Garn pretty even money. Eight dollar eighty eight for John Jones, dollar ninety two for Cyril Garn in that one. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, Logi, Logi, this this is the the goat is coming back. Yeah, like this people do. Do people not understand as good as Cyril Garn is? And he's got that great striking. Do people not understand that Cyril Garn got out-wrestled by Ngannou, who never before that fight ever really took guys to ground and out-wrestled anyone before that fight? And then he out-wrestled Garn, and you're going up against John Jones, who's the best wrestler to ever walk foot in the octagon. I'm just telling you that, ladies and gentlemen. Cyril Garn's going to get absolutely destroyed in that fight. I'm telling you. Cyril Garn's going to get destroyed. That dollar eighty-eight. I'm telling you, I'm I'm thinking John Jones, 
into Djokovic to win the Australian Open. That's a nice little double. Wait for it to just come tips. off. Sources, tips, gamble responsibly. Sources, on them. Yeah, gamble responsibly. Check the, telegram. Check the telegram in the description. You should do that as well. No, I'll, I'll, I'll put it in there. And Manny says the only thing stopping Jones is that El Chapo. Just a couple hot plates and he might not be uh five. <laughs> that's that's what I said, didn't I, Tom? I was like, Yeah, the only thing that's gonna stop him is, is if he gets caught for you know sniffing too much cocaine. Yeah, it's either uh, hot week plates or he starts training with uh, Conor McGregor because Conor McGregor is definitely uh all natural at the moment. So he's <laughs> the two up. things that are gonna kill him in this fight and not get him out into the octagon in a month and a half's time. Anyway, that's it for the UFC. Let's move on. We've got the Le Mans of the week. And likely enough for these two lemons, uh, we've got two, which is uh, it's very rare that we get get two. But there was a few, lemon, a few bits of lemon activity during this week. Uh, the first one is probably... This is my opinion. Source, I don't know how you feel on this. Chat, I don't know how you feel on this, but one of the most overrated youngsters in world football. Overrated. Played one good game in the World Cup as a downhill skier when they demolished the opposition who were poo. He was a downhill skier. skier. He played well when the team was already dominating. Every game after that, he was nowhere to be seen. He didn't play that well. Linked to multiple clubs. And as they have done with Mikhailo Mudrik, Chelsea are deciding to sign every single player under the sun to no avail because it's not helping their cause at all. But they signed Joel Felix on a six-month loan, hopefully to then sign into the club going, uh, going forward after the six months. Starts. Source or comes on? Did he start? He started. I'm pretty sure he started for the Blues. Yeah, he started. He's just, he's just come in, first game in, horrific tackle, studs up, gets red carded, and the officials have gone and reviewed the red card as they do with every red card and said it's worthy of a three-game ban. So he's come in, played X amount of minutes, and he's now missing the next three games for Chelsea. So he won't play against Liverpool this week. He's out for that one. <laughs> Manny said, I'm blue watching my blues. So for that challenge, Joel Felix, URA. Hang on. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find oh. it. Lemon! Jow, Lemon, overrated Felix. There you go. Number two source. Let me see, set the scene for you on this one. And this was what this is a personal one. That's actually it affected me. And I told you about this, and you were in disbelief. All right. For the pettiness of this person, which obviously doesn't know the, the pull and the power of double coverage. Uh, it doesn't know who I am from a bar soap, which is fair enough. And nor should he. The pettiness of this person. Went away with the family source, all right? Went away to a house. All, all the cousins, there's a lot of us with partners and stuff. We're about 18, just in the cousins and the partners. So ranging from me being the oldest to 10 being the youngest, all right? 
We're obviously told with this house, if the ball goes over the fence to the neighbor's house, not to jump the fence, obviously, into their property, don't do any of that stuff. That, that this neighbor's had problems with that stuff in the past and they've obviously destroyed his garden and all that type of stuff. And probably, who knows, probably having older groups of guys there during ski season or uh, the summer season to put their boats in. They probably destroyed stuff, you know, got on the source, uh, pardon the pun with saucy here, but, you know, and they've done stupid stuff. So we're playing, we're throwing the gridiron ball as you do, and it's gone over the fence. Well, it's going to happen. Respectfully, we were told not to jump over, you know. We've got cousins ranging to 10 years old, all right? Very respectful kid sorts, all right? And that's I admire that about uh, my family. Go next door. Done the courteous thing and just said, excuse me. Uh, do you mind just grabbing the ball out of your garden? Um, it's just bounced over. It's waist height, mate. Like, it's not that hard. You just need to drop it over the fence. He's turned around. So this was on Friday. The booking's all the way to Thursday this week. He's turned around and gone. You will get your ball back when you leave on Thursday. That's what he said. Now, to make things worse, it was sitting in the backyard, right? So he's walked out while we were having dinner that night at around 7.30 p.m. So this happened at about 2 o'clock. So the ball's been sitting there for five and a half hours. He walked out, Sauce. Walked over to, he had a little bit of a, a ravine at the back of his um, property. Picked up the football. He was 1.5 social distancing measurements from the fence. If any of you are still uh, interested in that Le Mans activity. Anyway, besides the point, he was one and a half meters from the fence. All he had to do was take a step and drop the ball in the property source. But his pettiness, he picked up the ball and brought it inside his home. Source inside his home now for the resident um, that lives. Yes, yes, I'm going here, ladies and gents. The resident that lives at 41 McCulloch Street, Bundalong, Victoria 3730. You are one sad individual, all right. And you, sir, I'm telling you, if you get voted in, I've got your address, so I can actually send you a Lamont of the Year if you get it at the end of 2023. RA. Saucy. Lemon. Seriously, honestly, Doma, like people like that, when they know that the property gets rented out, people come up there in summer and that. And you can, you, you can understand, you know, I can understand when, you know, it's a rowdy bunch of blokes that, you know, are getting on the piss and that, but when it's, when it's a family with young kids, right. And you can see that obviously they're just there to enjoy each other's company and you're an absolute tool, right. And they've actually done the right thing because you've requested that person when they rent out the property to inform the people to not jump the fence. So what do you do if you've told not to jump the fence and something goes over the fence, you go knock on there and on the door and you politely ask, could we get the ball back or whatever's gone over the fence? Could we just get it back? Because obviously we don't want to jump the fence as you've requested. And then you proceed to do that. Literally confiscate the ball like you're a school teacher taking away a kid's uh, ball because they've been misbehaving in the yard. You're an absolute lemon, a tool that deserves to get 
honestly, that's such uh, straight out. That bloke's a wanker. He's an, a straight out wanker, mate. Like you, there's just people in this world that just uh, uh, look. How sad must your life be, right? In that moment, or just in general, that you have to confiscate like kids' ball so that they can't have fun outside. Like, think about what you've just done. You've taken the ball, they're playing outside, right, enjoying the sun, and you've taken the ball away so they can no longer enjoy that ball and play in the sun. You're an absolute fool. Like, you're a fucking fool. <laughs> Maddie. Maddie goes, are you sure I'm not Mexican? Got as many cousins as me. He goes, booking this ticket now. I'll take care of your issues. Yeah, you got to get through the spiders first, mate. Uh, Doma, <laughs> go take a, uh, a company's garden. Yeah, Doma was thinking doing the old brown paper bag trick, mate. Just shitting a brown paper bag and loaded up in his Madison, front door. Billy Madison style. Old Clemens. <laughs> old man Clemens. Uh, anyway, it was it's so petty. I hate to see that stuff. Like, I would never do that. My neighbors, like, at home where I live, um, they got little kids and they uh, kick stuff over all the time. Soccer balls, tennis balls. Man, I've had frisbees in my backyard. And um, sometimes I don't go out the back for like a week. But as soon as I go there or I see them, I'll go out there and I'll drop her over the fence. And um, sometimes a little kid, he's with his dad and he goes, oh, drop something over your fence. And I always tell him, come with your dad, knock on my door, just ask me or pop your head over the fence and yell out for me and I'll just grab him for you. Doesn't bother me. I used to do that when I was a kid, Saucer. You probably did yep. the same thing. Yep. Mate, it's just looking after people. You don't need to be a prick Mate, I, I knew my next-door neighbor that well, and they knew I had a basketball ring there, and the ball would always go over. They literally told me, oh, the side gate here is open. If it over goes in, just walk up the driveway, open the gate, and walk into our backyard and grab it. Like, that's yeah. how much trust I had with the neighbors had with me. Obviously, then there was new neighbors, so, then, you know, something about that. You know, you just – it's just being, like – courteous i mean and you know the neighbors we've got now they've got younger daughters and you know they've got a basketball ring that's right next to the fence and the ball comes over the ring and you know i'll see the basketball there i throw it back over like like it's you know it's just something that you do like i, I don't even think i would never even think to keep the ball you know yeah. what i mean just take it away yeah. like it's just ridiculous yeah let's move on absolute clown this is the shit you got to deal with mate with people these days they're just yeah it's probably wearing a mask inside as well the dumb shit Anyway, let's move on. Uh, uh, Hobby Talk is brought to you by Lightning Standard Grading. Thanks to the crew at Platinum Standard Grading. Uh, Manny said, uh, Source was throwing the ball over the backboard to the neighbor's yard. I think you've got the residence uh, mistaken. That would have been probably my house, shooting it over the backboard, uh, West Brick style. So <laughs> Source is a pretty good, pretty good shot. All right, let's get to uh, Hobby Talk, Source. Uh, and of course, as we usually do to start this segment off every week, We've got some new Tops Project 22 cards. 
Uh, we've got Harvey Elliott by Dan Layden. We've got Jamal Musiala by Rafa Rola. We've got Sandro Tonali by Marco Malgrati. We have Saucy's boy in question, Mikhailo Mudrik by Mike Perry. And we have Anthony Alanga by Whip. So they're the five cards over here, Source, for the week. Me personally, I'm probably going to pass this week. That's just... Mm, no, nothing. Nothing tickles. Nothing one. tickles the right spot right? with those right. ones. Now, we said in the past, we don't want to go into the negative stuff, but there's been some interesting developments that have happened in the hobby this week. And it's fair to say we need to talk about it. So, first and foremost, the title of this, this show, the second part, uh, card porn sued. Now, Saucy, I'm going to throw it to you because you've got a few things to say on this on this topic. Uh, but your thoughts on this with the uh, LeBron James patch um, that obviously made it round to Golden. Yeah. So, the, you know, this LeBron James exquisite, you know, RPA has done the rounds. Um, you know, there's been numerous reports of this card that, you know, the, the patch has been changed. And, you know, if anyone's not familiar with what, what, um, you know, why card porn's being sued. Not that I, I don't really care that he's being sued, but I will say, and I will say off the top that I don't think in this occasion that they've actually done anything wrong. They're just, you know, the reporting on, you know, this card has been sold previously and there's, you know, public sales and images of the card previously having a plain white patch and now the card magically has like a four-colored patch in it. It's got like white, the white gold, three-colored patch in it, and it's like off the letter. It's just you know, it looks unbelievably good. The patch, and it would be there'd be a big price discrepancy. You know, in a card like this, uh, the patch does make a difference, and be a massive price discrepancy between a card with that patch and a card with just the plain white patch. Even though you know, it, it, even though it would be a hell of a lot, but. It'd still be, a, you know, it's still a hell of a lot whether you which one you buy, but there'll still be a big price discrepancy. Um, but this card itself has, you know, been proven that it's it's been changed. The patch. What yeah, makes it is, pretty? This is the patch yeah, this here. Is, source. This that's is the card in question. Yeah, there's the patch. Card. That's a patch, right? So it started from the left, and that's what it looks like now on the right. Yeah. Right. So. This is where, like, all of this gets really, really, um, you know, crazy. Like, um, you know, the the person who's owned this card has obviously, you know, not happy that you know Carpoint said this, uh, and then ha has turned around and, um, you know, it's affected the sale of the card clearly because you know people want to know what they're buying and knowing that they're buying a replaced patch right? An altered card. And now those people who are trying to sell the card in question are saying that, you know, obviously card porn is now, you know, it's loss of income for us because now we can't sell the card and, um, you know, it's you know affected us and, and whatever. Right. Um, but at some point, this person who's someone who's owned this card has written to Upper Deck, who created the card, and said, "You know, is this patch in this card real?" Right? 
upper deck because they're you know, like Panini, like all these card manufacturing companies that are completely incompetent imbeciles, has written a letter signed by like someone high up at upper deck saying that that patch in that card is official patch. Da 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 da. It's all good, right? The previous card the, was destroyed, apparently. The previous card was destroyed, apparently, that there was damage on the original card. They sent that one in. We gave them a replacement. We destroyed the original card. That's what was said. Funny enough, when all shit hit the fan with all this back in 2021, Doma, right, when the, all this went down, like, the, you know, this lawsuit's just been it's just been filed now, even though yeah. they can't file it because they actually don't know where Juanito is and they or can't actually. Is. They don't know who that, well, they don't know who Cardporn is, okay, Juanito, right? They don't. They can't find him. They can't serve him the lawsuit, right? Yeah. This goes to show you how incompetent these people are. You know, us two buffoons behind the screen can figure out who he is and who Cardporn is. I'm sure these you know, guys with these that's buying fucking $1.3 million LeBron James cards would have good enough lawyers that they wouldn't figure out who the fuck he is. But anyway, nonetheless, right? <laughs> Upper Deck's gone and re retracted that letter because when all shit hit the fan and they then went put it on Upper Deck to say, oh, well, Upper Deck's giving – Upper Deck's gone, no, 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 no. That was not – that that we're retracting that statement. It's, you know, we can't confirm or, you know, that that's 100% the original patch that we placed in the card, right? First and foremost, it's something that we hope – this is something that we hope, Doma, and we've mentioned to it, and Josh Luber has – heard our calls because we've told him that when Upper Decks takes charge, that all of these products should be getting catalogued in a PDF so you know all of the patches in all of the cards that are coming out. You know what they look like. You know, it should be no excuse, right? It's, it's too much money involved. There's too much, you know, shadiness involved for there not to be safeguards in the next, you know, upcoming series of, of or the next, you know, stage of the hobby when Fanatics finally takes over. I don't think they're going to do it, to be honest, Dom. I'll be honest with you. Like, I really don't think they're going to do it, but we hope, right? But it, because they're complete incompetent fucks, you know, upper deck, they couldn't tell you whether it was 100% the patch or not, right? So they've already they've written a letter. They've retracted the letter, right? Now, you know, these guys are stuck with this card that they you know, people now, it's because it's been all over blowout forums, all over Instagram, fucking all over YouTube. Wax Museum did a, yeah. a pot Wax about Museum it. did a pot about it. Like, it's just, it's been everywhere. So, you know, obviously, you know, if, if, if you're in that, if you're in that, that range to buy that card, you know, you're one of the very few buyers out there that has one point something million dollars to buy this card. Are you going to want, if you know that that patch isn't, could be just be from a, uh, you know, a jersey bought at uh, Dick Sporting Goods and they've just cut it out and put it in there, right? Are you going to want to buy that card? Like, I understand that the, the it's a legitimate, um, you know, auto, but, you know, should that card, say, be worth still the $1 million with an altered patch in there? No. Well, it shouldn't. In my opinion, you're getting half of what the card was originally, so it should be half the price, right? in my opinion. Um, so it's pretty crazy 
that this is all, all like it's all come out and I can't believe the whole issue with Upper Deck that they've served a letter that wasn't actually, a, you know, uh, they've retracted it. It's just a muzzle all round. But I will say that I don't think Cardboard's done anything wrong. Yeah. And I, think the peop- and I think the people that are trying to put in this lawsuit onto them over this, you know, over this matter saying that, you know, now they've got loss, they, loss of damages and all that sort of stuff. I don't think it's going to hold up. Um, and you know, too bad, too bad, mate. You should have done your research because you know you would have never bought that card, uh, for that price or whatever because it's been known and it's been been out on the blowout forums for many years now about this this LeBron card, and you know this is why you've got so many such passionate people in the hobby, you know, um that catalog these things and, you know, you know, have, have images saved on their, their laptop or whatever. And that's how they were able to catch these things. But at the same time, it's, it's a bit sad. It's a bit sad that, you know, that it's, it's on the, the onus of the collectors to safeguard these issues when, you know, we know the money involved now, why there hasn't been something done when you've got, probably one of the biggest sports cards in modern history, LeBron James to 99 RPA at uh, upper deck exquisite, you know, dodgy activity happened to that. Well, what else has had dodgy activity that's never been caught? You know, how many, how many altered patches are there out there? Doma, right. That, that just aren't caught. And, you know, not many people really followed that, you know, not many people like, like, all right, let's just like think about something like, um, fucking Giannis, right? Giannis was like complete bust, you know, guys throwing out his freaking cards in the bin. He was a bust. Like this guy's going to be nothing. He's rubbish. Right. What, what happens if someone like, you know, hoarded all his RPAs from his rookie season, then goes, Oh, beautiful. Now all of a sudden, three years later, he's becoming this big star. You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, these are just plain patches. Let's just, I know how to change these. This is easy. Let's change these to th- all three color patches. And they've now they've just changed all the Giannis RPAs to three color patches. No one was cataloging Giannis RPAs when they first released, like, uh, you know, Jake from Wax Museum's catalogs, the Anthony Davis, because Anthony Davis was a very high pick. So obviously people, you know, are going to be looking at his cards because he's a high pick. Giannis was a second round pick. You know what I mean? Like, um, even like a Jokic, you know what I mean? Second round pick, you know, what happens if guys bought his cards real, real early and they've hold on to him and then, then they start changing out the patches and it increases the value of the card. There'd be so much shadiness that could go on, man. Like, and this is what I'm saying. It's not good enough that these companies don't have a safeguard. Don't simply have a PDF catalog that anyone can download from their fucking website that tells you what that card looked like coming out of manufacturing. Uh, you know, are we going to get it? I don't know, but that's, that's, you know, that's the premise of why cardboard is being sued. And and there's my little rant on, on, uh, on why this should never even be an issue. Because if you, you had an official document from upper deck at the time of when they were released, there'd be no problem. And upper deck wouldn't have to get into that, uh, you know, nitty gritty situation of writing a letter and then having to retract it because they're incompetent idiots. I completely agree with you. Now, 
I'm not going to say if we're surprised. So you decided to start trading. We're definitely not surprised with this shit. Um, the next one, which is pretty interesting, obviously another one to join uh, Cage and saying that there's no future for football cards is OTS Sports. That's fair enough. That's his opinion. He sat down with Jeff Wilson, who's the king of all predictions when it comes to sports cards, as we know. He's the oracle of sports cards. Um, he knows how to teach you how to lose your money in advance. So if you ever want to take advice from him, by all means, go for your life. Um, but the last thing we want to talk about is an interesting one. And this is the fellow countryman in Italy, mate, Enrico. Uh, not Iglesias. He's just uh, Enrico. Now, this is very interesting, this story. Um, I caught this on Sports Card Radio. Um, very interesting story. In 2014, uh, Enrico had 80 cards, uh, exquisite cards, basketball cards, uh, that he was sending to a BJ submitter here, uh, not here, in the United States. Uh, it was probably tens of thousands of dollars uh, was the value of those 80 cards in 2014. That probably now has hence moved probably close to or upwards of a million dollars uh, in BGS Labs. Uh, in 2022, 23. Um, so he obviously sent these over. They went missing by parcel. The BGS submitter placed a police report, tried to find them. Uh, they couldn't find the cards anywhere. Uh, then 75 of the 80 cards appeared in an auction source, in an auction house. Uh, prior to them uh, appearing in the auction house, Enrico went on blowout, put about a 30-page summary of like all these cards and information uh, and the people obviously in that forum banded together. So when they did appear in this auction house, they hit up the auction house and said, these cards are actually stolen. Can you please take them down? Uh, so they were taken down. Enrico still hasn't got the cards back, um, which makes no sense. There's they're 75 stolen cards. This is what they look like. This is credit to Sports Car Radio, to the images. This is like just a, a portion of the cards. There you go. I'll take that. I'll show you the cards that were, um, whoop, that were missing out of the seventy-five that were super expensive. So one was, whoop. This Michael Jordan to 15. How the hell is it? Patch Auto. Here it is. It's a beautiful card. That's a very nice card. Next is Bill Russell to 10. So obviously all cracking cards. Yeah, cracking cards. The next one after that was a Dennis Rodman to 99, which is, there's no image of it. Then there's this dual auto of Dennis Rodman and Michael Jordan. And the last one was an 03-04 Kobe Bryant BGS 8.5 patch order. As we know, these cards sell for a lot of money. Yeah, uh, they do. Three of the cards were bought by someone in the hobby. Uh, I think it was by Prism God for $60,000. Yep. Who runs the uh, Culture Collision show in yep. Atlanta, I believe. Which I've listened to him on podcasts and stuff. He's very good, very informative, but the interesting thing about this is there's rumor that he knew these were stolen because of 
text chains with Enrico via uh, some other people. Um, he then bought the cards for 60 grand. He uh, does remember who he bought the cards from, $60,000. Man, that's so shady, man. If you knew that they, they were stolen and, you know, you found word. I mean, if you found word, even if you bought it for 60K and you didn't know it was stolen and then you found out later on that you, you knew it was stolen, you'd remember who you bought it off. Like, you wouldn't remember the face. And you'd have a name, you'd have bank account details or any well apparently he paid he paid in cash sixty well, K. Clearly, by the looks of things, there's no trace well, of it. At the end of the day, you'd still remember if you'd done a sixty K transaction with someone, like you'd freaking remember. I don't know. I just anyway, think it's very shady. I think it's 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 a bit shady. It, um I'll be honest with you, it, it's game over source because the reason where this story just goes to absolute shit, like honestly with this hobby, it goes to absolute crap, is that Michael Jordan I showed you, this one here, I'll bring it back up, I'll bring it, bring it back up to show you where it actually is and why it's gone to shit. Because this great man here gave a loan. Oop. There he is. Here it is. Gave a loan for this Jordan. This is Investor Card. This is where you know it's gone to shit, all right? And if you thought it wasn't shady, now it is. Now it is, because investor is, cards right? involved. Right? It is. It's fucking shady. All right? This is the guy that cracked it when Car Porn said that this card was actually stolen. I'm actually giving Car, car Porn a lot of credit tonight, all right? Which is fair enough, because this is when they were doing really good things in the hobby, saying these these cards were stolen, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, this, this was one of them. Then, obviously... The great man in question invest the card like every other person in the hobby, all right, to scare everyone, puts out a video saying, Oh, they're defaming me. The defame it's defamation, it's defamation, 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 defamation. That's what they keep saying now to try and scare people away so they keep keep moving on with their shady activity, like nothing ever happened. It's just like, Oh, you're just trying to diminish my company and bring me down and cost me my job and my livelihood. You're the person that's wrong. That's what they're trying to do, put the onus on us that find out all this information when there's a paper trail there's a paper trail saucy made a good point when it comes to sports card radio all right and credit where credit is due yeah they never back down these guys are actually very smart people yeah as much as people may not like them and they think they're just trying to stir up trouble yeah they've been in this for a long time all right just like the people that we take all the advice from in the hobby have apparently been in the hobby for such a long time so everything they say is gospel all right, this is what it's been. And these guys who are trying to point out shady stuff are now trying to say, oh, no, you're just trying to stir up trouble. It's all bullshit. So it's not a pick and choose of what you want to believe, all right? When they put out evidence with text links and text chains and all this stuff with images, and you're saying that it's fake and everything's doctored, it's just ridiculous to me. So these guys have been doing it for a long time, and as Saucy mentioned to me before, it's got to the point now where they're so big that people are sending them all the information for these stories to make these stories even more concrete than what they were before. Like the community are literally sending them screenshots and like these, these, these papus, these papus, like investor card, um, you know, whoever the other guys, you know, all these lemons, right, that are involved in all this 
stuff, right? They need to remember, right? There's very, 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 very passionate people in this hobby, right? And they, there are very passionate people that hate the, the direction that this hobby has gone in the last three years, right? They don't, they are not fucking happy about it, right? And because of that, right, they've got a platform now in Sports Card Radio who's grown massively. And, you know, credit to him. He's been doing it for a long time. Yeah, he's, just really, he's really just blown up in the last sort of six months. And they've got a platform now that when they, you know, sit behind their computer screen, scroll through blowout forums and, 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 you know, do their little investigation, they've got somewhere now where they can send these to someone who's now going to obviously, you know, look into the information themselves and just make sure it's, you know, it's all good, but have a platform to give it to someone to, to put these people on blast and, and put it out there and, and, and just, you know, put the information out there, whether, it, you know, some of the information is not concrete, but you can, you know, how naive must you be not to read between the lines in what's going on here, right? Uh, it doesn't sound very, you know, it doesn't sound all kosher to me. That's, I'll just say that, Doma. Um, so, look, it's, we'll just say it once again and we'll move off and, and we're nearly about to wrap this up, but... Yeah. You need to be careful who you trust in this hobby and, uh, you know, always question things. Um, and, you know, if you're unsure, maybe, you know, if you've got a good rapport with some people, maybe ask them for their opinion. Um, and, you know, just be careful, man. And, you know, you always get people trying to take advantage of you some way or another. You know, it's happened to me, um, you know, in, in, in just small things like trying to be able to promote our podcast in the space in certain Facebook groups here in Australia. And you've got, you know, Facebook admins of groups who think that they're, you know, I need to drop, you know, drop to my knees and, you know, you know, suck them off just to put a post out in a fucking group, right? That they've created out of nothing that cost them zero dollars, right? Um, I've had, you know admins of groups request for me to send them something for free so I can put a post in there about our podcast. And I told him, mate, you're dreaming, right? I said, and I straight said, who are you? I said, mate, you're just an admin of a Facebook group. Don't think that you're the fucking queen of England. All right. Like, you know, you got people out there that in positions of power, they feel like they're in positions of power that will try to take advantage of you. So also be careful um, you know, there was another story uh, in, in Dan the Carman's latest video, In you know, and we're appreciative of these other people like Sports Card Radio and Dan the Carman because, you know, they, they do a bit of the research for us and we're able to have some topics to talk about in these sorts of manners and bring some light and onto some of this stuff and, and give our thoughts. Um, there was, there was a, something else about a, you know, a guy who was in charge of a scammers Facebook, you know, a, a sports card scammers facebook group and was has done so many great things in the past in helping people you know with scams and da 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 and been really good for a period of time right you know a long period of time running this facebook group as an admin and then at some point he he did some scam himself he said that something about you know this money's going to charity da 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 we're going to be running you know uh, raising money for this da 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 and you know he collected all the money and then you know, said he deposited that money to the charity. Apparently, it created literally fake um, slips 
from the charity because the charity will give you like a little you know thing email saying thank you so much for donating da 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 to the charity this that he pretty much faked that email that you get for after donating and you know posted that into the group saying that oh yep I've donated the money and he just pocketed all the money that people donated so look you got to be careful who you're dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. Or just hey, once again, you know, as much as you think you can trust these people, and, and they may have run this Facebook group that you've been in for, you know, three years, four years. At any moment, like, I mean, something could happen in, and you know, something there's an issue in their personal life. They need money, and you know, they've got a platform to now try exploit people, and they'll just do it, like. So you need to be careful, ladies and gentlemen. Um, always, you know, question things. Always question things. And, you know, ask for advice if you're unsure. Or go to someone and hopefully that person, that if they can't give you the answer, leads you on to someone else that they know will have the answer for you. So that's just the way you got to do it and you look after each other. So at the moment, a lot of that's not happening. A lot of people are just sucked into the belief that these influencers and and companies, I'm not saying they're wrong. Yeah, they, they do. They do great things. So, sometimes they they do great things for the hobby. Not all the time, but they do. But the problem is when you think everything that they do is gospel and written in stone, that's where you're going to get into trouble. So anyway, as I said, when that certain person gets involved and gives you loans on cards and stuff like that, man, you know it's game over because he's. If you want a sham, that guy's a sham. Straight up. Straight up. My, as soon as I saw, that, <laughs> as soon as I saw he was that, that's, that's 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 what I want to say. You know, I sent the video to Doma. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and I said, Doma, watch this, right? Oh, and I he, got it and I'm like, he messages oh, me back. He messages me back. What did you say, Doma? Oh, I said, oh, look, I said, oh, this guy's involved. This guy's a clown. That was the first thing I messaged him. <laughs> I said, it's a scam. Straight up, I said, oh, it's a scam. This guy's involved and he's a clown. Like, straight up. The, honestly, I was watching it and I've listened to so many podcasts with Prism God. He's been on Lucas Tigers Bronze. He's been on other pods. He's done all this stuff, Culture Collision. And I'm like, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Blah, 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 blah. He, he's probably not a shady person. I'm just giving him benefit of the doubt here, yeah? Based on the stuff he's done in, in this hobby. And then this guy rocks up and there's a link between then, Prism God and this guy. And I've gone... A hundred percent. Not even, there's no shadow of a doubt in my mind. He knew now that the cars were stolen. Straight up. And then, Mr. 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 Investor card pops up himself, mate. Then you, you, Mr. Eddie, mate. Then you knew it was all going downhill from there, mate. Oh, you're defaming me. Mate, you're a lemon, man. You're giving, you're giving investments or while you're giving loans out on cards to your buddies. That's the way it's working. And And you're rorting these poor people, you know, that think that, you know, They've got the opportunity oh, to get a loan here and this and that. But then when the cards go down in price and then you freaking got interest rates up and they've got to repay it on a higher higher loan and you're just killing people in this hobby with this shit. Mate, his interest, his interest repayments is something stupid, man. It's ridiculous. It's like what they give you on a credit card, man. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, it's even worse it is- than that. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I think like you can get credit cards, it's at 13.9%. I think he's at over 20%. It's here. I'll put oh, it in the uh, yeah. It's in the comments. I'll post it. Here's the link. Go watch it. And on that note, thanks everyone for tuning in, listening, watching. You see the person. It's a sham. I'll say it again. It's as simple as that. Uh, 
to our lemons of the week, Joe Felix. Congrats into the other lemon. You're petty. You're a petty fool. But uh, on that note, uh, thank you once again. Thanks for your support. We'll be back to normal next week, Tuesday, regular time slot. Uh, we'll both be based back in Melbourne. Uh, so enjoy. Thank you once again. Keep living, loving, and breathing sport. I'm Don with the Great Man Sauce. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking all spots. Double coverage.